Hey, babe. Hey, what? You want to go out to the sunshine? <gasps> yes, please. We're going to take you to a city that has over 350 days of sunshine every year. Ooh, we need that because we're going into the winter. That's right. Also, it's the second most misspelled city in the States. Really? Well, I, I usually pronounce it wrong. And lastly, Justin Bieber, you might see him walking around downtown at this city. Is he going to flip his hair I'm as I flip my hair? <laughs> That's just kind of weird. I'm not <laughs> sure. But where are we taking everybody? We're going to Tucson, Arizona. Put your seatbelts on. Here we go. Did you know that 46 million Americans plan to take an RV trip in the next 12 months? 90% of recreational vehicle owners take three or more mini vacations every year. Welcome to the RV Destinations Podcast. If it's RV travel, we're talking about it. From campgrounds to museums to national and state parks, kayaking and hiking opportunities. One of the most fun and pleasurable things you can do is just hit the road. So be ready to be inspired. Welcome in to the RV Destinations Podcast. Now your host, President Randy Beheimer and Editor-in-Chief Callie Beheimer. Hello and welcome to the RV Destinations podcast. This is the podcast series where we talk everything about RV destinations across the U.S. and Canada. I am Callie Beheimer, Editor-in-Chief of RV Destinations Magazine, here with the infamous Randy Beheimer, who holds the title of President of RV Destinations Magazine. You know, you lift me up. You bring I me a life. Do. You I do. I carry have the me on. wind beneath your wings, as Bette Midler would say. I was just doing a Linda Ronstadt <laughs> special. Oh, look, it's like a whole singing special right now. Wasn't that Linda Ronstadt? You give me life to carry on. I don't know. I was, you are the wind beneath my wings. I know what wings. song you were singing. Yeah. Something anyway, like thank thank yes. you. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. And with us once again is Gwendolyn Call. Hello, Gwendolyn. Hello, hello, guys. Thank you for having me back. Thanks for coming back. We always have so much fun with you. We're, we're going to keep inviting you back until you stop answering our emails. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you... If you start ghosting us, then we'll know. <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay. <laughs> Be like, we, huh. You can't get rid of me. Oh, uh, no. We'll, we'll take it. We, we'll, we'll adopt you. Tell, tell your husband we're going to adopt you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we th- need a bigger RV, all of us. Yeah, no kidding. Well, oh. we'll just we'll just pull your fifth wheel with our motorhome. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that's going we'll to work. We'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, know, we can throw enough money we'll at retrofit it, you can get the anything. truck to flat tow the truck. We'll flat tow the truck and hook the fifth wheel to the truck. We, we've we always kid, we've always kid about that because we have all these friends that always want to go with us, and we're like, we could get a bumper pull and pull <laughs> it with a motorhome. I mean, because the motorhome pulls fifteen thousand pounds, so I mean, you could get a pretty nice, uh, you know, maybe uh, tw- twenty-five, thirty-foot bumper pull and just pull it along with you. Call it the in-law suite. That's exactly right. <laughs> I did see that one time because we had joked about that, and we were actually traveling one time. On the freeway and like an overpass, across the overpass was a motorhome pulling a bumper pull. And yeah. I was like, ha ha, see, they have the in-law suite. So, something that might hit home with you, Gwendolyn. We, uh, one time we saw a truck pulling a fifth wheel, pulling a um, 
trailer behind it with side-by-sides on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not every state allows you to triple toe or double toe, I guess is what that would no. be called. But, but I, we saw one time, like, oh, holy crap, they're taking a party with them. Yeah, so. I even took pictures. I think, I, actually, they had a golf cart in did. the back of the... No, they didn't have anything in the back of the truck because the, the fifth wheel was But I think they there. had, like, golf carts and side-by-sides okay, on, maybe the the, on the trailer. It, it was yeah. a big trailer. So, it, I mean, they yeah, it was it was a big setup they had. So one, one year, as you probably know, I think we shared this with you, we go to Key West every year. One year, we, and we've we got a essentially a 30-foot boat. And so we were pulling the 30-foot boat with our 41-foot motorhome, and, and then Callie drove our pickup truck with two scooters in the back. So we definitely looked like the Be- Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> going down with a big, long train of toys going down <laughs> to the Sunshine State. So That's right. Hey, you got to do what you got to do to get out of the uh, dark misery that's soon to hit this part of the country that we live in. <laughs> Like, oh, it's depressing. So depressing. So how are you doing, Gwendolyn? We are so incredible. We are, I agree with you, the dark winter is coming. But right now we are in gorgeous LJ, Georgia. Um, and the fall leaves are coming. And it's just such a beautiful time to be in the mountains. So it's good right now. It's good right now. Check back with me in a month. Yeah, exactly. Now, are you guys heading south after Georgia? Or were you heading after Georgia? We we will be headed north for a little bit, and then we will be um, going to the incredible Outer Banks to Cape Hatteras. Oh, I am yeah. hopeful that I can convince you guys uh, for a little write-up on that. We'll be staying at a beautiful KOA down in Cape Hatteras, and then we are spending two nights on the Wild Horse Beach. That is a couple hours from there. We've rented an Airbnb, and I am gonna capture pictures that's gonna wind randy over yes i need to write an article about it i was like are you going for the cover shot (laughs) i am gonna oh that's a challenge i might have to do that actually now that you said that yeah so we're pumped we are so excited about this location so do you do you do you know that i i don't know if i public i thought i publicly said this maybe i didn't that we we uh, give a hundred dour bonus for anybody that beats me for the cover shot Uh uh-huh I did not know that, but now I feel like I have to do it. Yeah, now it's yeah. Now, now, I only say beat me, and here's the reason beat I me. say that. Not like because I'm, I'm cocky. Because I am my, so great. No, no, I, and that's what I mean. I'm not trying to say that because I'm cocky. I'm very confident in my f- photography skills. But, uh, you know, when I go to a destination with Callie and we're doing a feature destination, I specifically am looking for cover shots. Yeah, so I'm out yeah. there hunting for that cover shot. You know, mo- most of the writers submit their pictures not thinking anything about a cover shot. They're just trying to get us images for that article. And so I've got a little disadvantage because I'm out there knowing that, that this is it. But uh, so we did, uh, uh, on a side note, we did feature Outer Banks back in issue eight. So I believe you've got a, the digital version of our magazine. So if you go back to issue eight, we talk mm-hmm. a lot about uh, Outer Banks. But we would love to have an article from you. We'd love yeah. to do a refresh one from a different perspective about the Outer Banks. Such Absolutely. a great I'm area. excited about that. Yeah, yeah I'm excited about that. So that that beach area, there's 300 wild horses that roam there. So I said, I am not doing the tour. I am doing a house for two days because I just want to submerge myself with these horses and get up at sunrise and sunset with them. So now I've got a mission to get the cover photo. Yeah. Oh, that would be incredible. I'm like picturing it in my head, like sea spray. Oh. Mane is flowing in yes. the breeze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we did take our Jeep, uh, or actually we had a truck then, a Ram mm-hmm. truck. Yep. We did take it out on the beach, and we looked for the big herd. We didn't see the big herd, but we did see one mm-hmm. on the beach, and he was just kind of standing by the, the surf, so to speak, and and, and we've got yeah. some pictures in issue eight of that. And it's really cool because it it's is. such a – 
it's such a contrasting picture, you know, with the horse yeah, set against the, the ocean. Beach, right. Right. I mean, I know you could take, you know, horseback rides on the beach in several locations around the United States, but it just, you know, seeing a wild horse. Yeah. And these are wild horses, folks, uh-huh. that are listening. Yeah, there's something about the wild that just is unbelievable. Well, and these horses have been traced all the way back to the to the Spanish settlers that yep. came to the area and brought the horses came with them. and dropped them off and, you know, they kind of went on but they're they, I wrote about it because they're they're protected and there's I think there's a, another group of them actually in Port Aransas I, yep, I want to yep, think there's some yeah, yeah there's some wild horses there as well but but these are uh, like like ancestor great 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 grandchildren of Coronado yeah. <laughs> Spanish ex- conquistadors 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 Conquist. you're so cute well, I, was, I was thinking of, I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of quesadilla it's like a little conquistador Conquistador. Conquistador. Yes, I do have an MBA. I just can't speak. I can write really well, though. There's a song about it. Don't speak. All right. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about Tucson, Arizona, or I affectionately refer to it as Tucson, Arizona. Um, so yeah, and I think you have some fun facts over there, babe. Oh, I'm always prepared. We, we, prepared. we love Tucson, so um, we got a little story. So in 2020, when the world was shutting down, our state was one of those that were starting to, we live in Kentucky here, and Kentucky's uh, governor came out and said, okay, you cannot leave the state. You got to stay in your house, you know, unless it's an emergency. We're like... We said, bye. Yeah, we're like, it's March. The, it's cold <laughs> as hell here. We're... Bye. Bye. <laughs> and so we, we got the motorhome. We drove straight out to Tucson and stayed in Tucson yep. for about a month, I think. Mm-hmm. So so we're we're a little familiar. Some of these things on the top 10, though, we didn't... No. We didn't see. So and, we had a different experience. And it's interesting because, yeah, I have, I have some interesting stuff to share on one of them, so... Okay. Yeah. It is one of the places that I absolutely adore in the U.S. I We spent two months there and really submerged ourselves in the culture and the native culture. And it's got a big soft spot for us. So I'm excited to dive into this with you guys. Yeah, there's just something about the saguaro cactuses. And we're going to talk about a campground oh, that we absolutely yeah. love out there That we, uh, that's a regional park. And, and we just love it there. And um, I actually, the KOA out there, we'll talk about this mm-hmm. at the end of the show again, yeah. is it, just wonderful. But uh, but anyway, so fun facts. Fun facts, baby. So the first, uh, first fun facts I'm going to pull off of Stargate West. It's a luxury apartment out of Tucson. For some reason on their website, they put together 11 fun facts. Okay. Um, so anyway, hopefully they're all correct. The first thing is, here comes the sun, seeking a little sunshine. With 350 days of sunshine, Tucson is the sunniest city in the United States. Now, I don't know if that's true no, because, because Yuma, Yuma, Yuma has more days of sunshine. I'm pretty sure Yuma's in the Guinness World Record of, of having the most. a little competition yeah. there. So I'm not sure, you know, but they do get a lot of sunshine. That's, uh, that, that, that is known. Tucson has an average year-round temperature of 83 degrees, offering residents a beautiful, sunny, and warm climate most of the year. In fact, we were there in March in, mm-hmm. the, in the, the heat of the winter, and, and I think it was in the 80s when we were there yeah, in March. Yeah, high 70s, low yeah. 80s. Yeah, yep. it was beautiful. very, very dry, of course. Very dry. The sizzling, sizzling hot summer months take place between May and September, where temperatures range from 90 to 100 degrees. So even for Arizona, that's... I don't think that's too terribly bad. I mean, a hundred's pretty hot, but for Arizona, I don't think that's too bad. So, but anyway, the second thing is spell it again. Tucson, or should we say Tucson, is the second most misspelled city in the state. They don't tell us what the first is. <laughs> it is pronounced Tucson, 
which makes everything a little bit more confusing. So uh, what what happens there is they flip the C and the S around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess it's supposed to be spelled T-U-S-C-O-N. No, it's, or, no, no, it's the no, other way around. Yeah. T- it's, but that's that's the problem. That's, oh. There's the problem. So the way it's spelled is T-U-C-S-O-N, but a lot of people spell it T-U-S-C-O-N. Which is why I say Tuxon. Yeah, so it's 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 Tucson is the way it's pronounced, but it's a per- burning paradise. Uh, um, after the Amazon rainforest, Tucson has more birds than in- anywhere else in the world. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, birds from around flock to Tucson to view the extensive and diverse species, such as the Gamble's quail, the morning dove, cactus wren, and wren, 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 and many more. Wren. W r e n. I'm not familiar with b- birds that much. Yep. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Education over insanity. In 1885, residents of Tucson's bid for a $100,000 grant. I was getting ready to say a million dollars, too many zeros. Uh, bid for a $100,000 grant to host the state's insane asylum. They lost to Phoenix. But as a consolation prize, they said, here you go. Here's 25000 Build a university. <laughs> <laughs> and so now you got the University of Arizona there, which is a massive university. Uh, which takes us to the next thing. There's a huge population dichotomy. There's an abundance of student population because the University of Arizona is there. A lot of people go there. But then there's also a ton of seniors population. <laughs> so you have this huge dichotomy of the population. Uh, and they they coexist in harmony. Oh, I'm so happy for them. Yeah. Now, also, we said this in the intro. Justin Bieber loves Tucson. I just don't see that. Yep, that's right. Justin Bieber is <laughs> said to own several acres of land in Mariana, Arizona, just outside of Tucson. Although you may not see him frequently in town, he obviously believes the area is good investment. So, um, so he's hmm. uh, he likes the area apparently. A few other ones, and this is from uh, Facts.net. Tucson is known for its annual All Souls pr- Procession, uh, a unique celebration of life and death. Um, the Sogaro cactus is the iconic symbol of Tucson. And again, you can only find Sogaro cactuses in southern Arizona and a little bit mm-hmm. of California. Remember we read that? Yeah, uh, they're kind of the, like scattered right. as they get out away from Tucson. Yep. Tucson is considered one of the best stargazing locations in the United States. Uh, that is true. I took some st- um, star trail pictures uh, mm-hmm. while I was there. Tucson is home to the historic Hotel Congress, uh, once a hideout for the notorious gangster John Dillinger. Today, the hotel stands as a landmark destination, offering a unique blend of history, entertainment, and hospitality. How about that? Nice. Tucson's rich cultural heritage is showcased in a vibrant art scene. There is a huge art scene yeah, yeah, in, I in, in Tucson. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to look through here and see if there's anything else I miss. Uh, Tucson also has a thriving cu- culinary scene, mm-hmm. indulging in mouthwatering southern cuisine with flavors influenced by traditional Native American, Mexican, and Spanish cooking. So, what so about the, the hot dogs? They didn't talk about the hot dogs. Oh, the I snoring mean, hot dogs, yeah. right? right? Right. Oh my gosh! Yes. Stop it. Yeah, those we got We got to talk they about those. They were amazing. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, they could have stopped the culinary ad- adventure right there at the Sonoran hot dog. Yeah, now, Cal and I have not been to this. I wanted to go to it, but we never made it. I still have no idea why we didn't make it. But Tucson is home to the Pima, uh, Pima, Pima, I think it's Pima Air and Space Museum, one of the largest aviation museums in the world. And you can actually see it from the freeway, just a bunch of old planes, um, um, you know, retired uh, Navy and Air Force uh, planes are all there. So uh, anyway, I think that's 
think that that's about all of them I was going to go. I've got like 26 of them here, but um, uh, there is a rodeo that happens there every year, and they allow oh. kids off school f- to attend the rodeo. See, because rodeos are amazing. They've got uh, experience exhilaration of bull riding, barrel racing, and roping as cowboys and cowgirls showcase their skills. Yes. Yeah, for those that didn't know it, Callie used to do some of that. You did barrel racing. I did barrel racing and bull riding. Yep. Boy. I was just about to ask why the excitement, and then I thought in my head, she has done this. <laughs> yes. She's done this. You know, it's funny. Okay, we all, everyone needs to see pictures now. You know that, I right? know. I I've, have to dig them out. I've never I've seen some. pictures. Oh, I will find them. I've got them. So, so I, I was almost forty years old before I rode my first horse. I mean, that's I think we t- talked about this on uh-huh. the podcast some other time. So I rode like an elephant, an ostrich, and a camel. Right, and then uh, no horse. And no horse until I was like forty years old. So, uh, so I'm not big into the horse ride, even though we're from Kentucky. Right. You know, that's almost that's a, like an oxymoron. Horse capital of the world. I right. feel like that's a shame, Randy. I, know. I, know. I feel like we can't even be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about that. Uh, one last one. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think this is the last one I'll do. Tucson is home to Biosphere 2. Wasn't that a movie Biosphere from... Biosphere 2? Well, yeah. What? What is it? What was that? Biosphere, That that's where the, uh, an experimental facility designed to stimulate, simulate, not stimulate. That's something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> that's something you buy. It's one of those places. Uh, what, you buy on one of those adult sites. But, uh, stimulate. We're going to simulate and study the Earth's ecosystem. <laughs> don't, don't you remember... Don't you remember the movie with uh, what? Uh, what was that? Keep it clean, Randy. Keep it clean. PG. PG. What? What was the movie that was Biosphere? It had that terrible comedian on it. I think it's so stupid. Um, oh my gosh, where they got stuck in the biosphere. And, uh, I still don't know what a biosphere is. So but. a biosphere is 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 there a, a whole Bio. ecosystem where they thrive on their own inside this big sphere? Like they they grow all their own food, they produce all their own water, and they uh, there was a. Do you know what I'm talking about, Gwendolyn? So you know it was a. Well, this was a legit. Have no idea. There was a 2022 movie, Biosphere. Yes, Mark Duplass. 2022. No. Yeah, that's no. what it says. 2022 Biosphere is the name of the movie. No, that's not the. They're, they're, okay. Uh, well, I feel like we should move on from Biosphere. Uh, Biosphere uh, movie. Okay, I'm googling right here yeah. as we. Yeah, see, it wasn't 2022. Okay, it was before. It was a long time ago. Uh, anyway, you anyway, it was a comedy. It, it was funny. They, uh, you know, you've got this, you know, uh, eco culture where they're creating all their food, their water, they're living in it. They're basically trying to sustain life. Okay. in this sphere, and uh, this comedian goes in uh, and, and he basically destroys the whole thing in like a week or something like that. Yeah, but, probably something I would do. Anyway, so those of you that are listening that know what I'm talking about uh, are appreciating this moment, but. Not, I, not apparently you two. Not us. <laughs> so, so since that that, that kind of flopped, uh, we're gonna we're gonna end with one different one. Tucson's oh, wow. rich mining history is celebrated at the Arizona History Museum. Learn about the city's connection to the mining industry and discover artifacts that are showcasing this fascinating era. So that's all. That's all I that's got. That's all. You know what? And I I feel like we should go into the top ten because ten is pretty epic, and I feel like it's way better than your little biosphere. <laughs> thing oh uh, paulie shores it was paulie shores Shor- was it oh then that was a long time ago well, yeah i said it was a long time ago okay no wonder All nobody right, remembers you start number 10 i'm gonna okay. look this up because now i'm curious so number 10 is visiting the cookie cabin 
And this could have been my 10987654321 because I had no idea that this existed, Gwendolyn. And they have like mega cookies, don't they? Mega, yes. I would have put this as number one, but I think I would have been frowned upon if I had done (laughs) that. Not by me. (laughs) Just being honest. So we're going to talk a little bit about Mount Lemon later. So I don't want to give too much away about that. But uh, when you go to Mount Lemon, one of the places at the end of this incredible drive that will blow your mind is this place called the Cookie Cabin. And the cookies are the size of a dinner plate. I'm not kidding you. That's how large they are. So it is any sweet lover's dream. They are absolutely delicious. They had gluten-free options also. So for those of you who, you know, need gluten-free, they also have pizza. But it's just this really cool place as you're going up this scenic drive. Um, It's at 9,000 feet elevation to just stop, take a moment sit back with your family and have one of these cookies. Um, It's definitely a noteworthy food destination for any of you um, who are on the road and you're foodies and you're kind of, you know, looking around for the best of the best. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rank this cookie as one of the best cookies I've had for sure. Absolutely. Ever? Forever, ever. Better than grandma's uh, cookies that she used to make when you were a child? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Graham. But (laughs) these are, yeah. Yep. Okay. Now I got to go try one of these out. Yeah. And if you want to get really crazy, they'll put like basically a half a pint of ice cream on top of the cookie. So as if you already hadn't blown up your BMI with the cookie, <laughs> you can then put all this ice cream on top too. Yeah, it's really cool. And, and when we talk about Mount Lamont here in a little bit, as we get closer to my number one, you'll kind of see that, you know, why the two of them go together. But yeah, it's really, really cool. It's family owned. It's one of those spots that I don't think it's talked about a lot until you meet somebody in Tucson and they say, hey, if you go up to Mount Lamont, don't forget to stop by the cookie cabin. So that is my number 10. But in my in my heart of eating, it's my number one. Oh, I am with you on that, girl. I, I am like pulled up pictures and these are monstrous cookies. They're They're the size of a dinner plate. No joke. Yes. They are. They like like now. I want so a whole a whole pint of ice cream with a big cookie. Yes. I, I don't understand why we're all so overweight. I have no idea. <laughs> it no doesn't idea. make sense. Big, big is be- big is better. That's right. Big is better in the U.S. Big is always better. All right. So let's. Um. And okay. honestly, to our defense, there's five of us, and we shared one cookie. Yeah. Like you definitely cannot get a cookie for your, I mean, I guess you could and then not eat the rest of the day, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, you got to add it to your list. So put it on there and go see it. All right. So I got, I looked up uh, the movie. Oh I got, my gosh. I, we, we're still stuck. No, on that. no, we got to stop. I, okay. I've got it. So it has to circle back. I, know. It has to circle it, back. I had to finish my thought. There's people out there waiting to hear. They from are me. on uh, bated breath. Remember, remember the introduction. Remember I'm the important one here. So you are. anyway, you are. <laughs> The movie was not Biosphere. It was called Biodome. It was a 1996 slapstick comedy with Pauly Shores. And, and uh, basically, Pauly Shores uh, played a, actor, uh, a person named Bud. Bud and Doyle get uh, simultaneously dumped by their eco-conscious girlfriends, Monique and Jen, in the middle of the desert. Needing a bathroom, the two friends enter what they thought was a mall, but soon realize it's a high-profile Secure biological experiment, the biodome, <laughs> as they engage in a year-long battle with Dr. Uh, Faulkner, 
and the other scientists, Bud and Doyle, are forced to confront the recklessness of their behavior. Basically, they destroy this whole biodome. So I was right. It was just not back in 1996. I knew it was a while back. It was. I was just a mere little babes back then. Yeah, so so was uh, that. That's why neither one of you remember it. Right, I, it, I was so young. Yeah, you so were, young. you were. We were babies. Yeah, exactly. We were babies. Just, just little little nuggets in life. Okay, now you can continue on with <laughs> okay. number nine. Number nine. After that is, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. The the tuma kakori, tuma kakori, tuma kakori. It's it's uh it's tuma kakore is how you pronounce it. Okay, good. We're gonna let you pronounce that. National Monument. I only know that. I only know that from completing my children's Junior Ranger book See, at the National Monument. I love it. You have Woo-hoo. you like you have inspired me to like want to join the Junior Ranger program because you know now that I know anyone can do it. Yeah, now that it's I know that it's not just for kids. This sounds amazing. That's so cool. So at this, they had it. Um, they had it. The phonics broke down in pictures of what it should look like, like the number two a core of an apple. So that's how I memorized what it was supposed to say. Before that, I was butchering it also. So do not feel bad. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, this this is pretty cool because this national monument is actually uh, like it's an old building, isn't it? Am I thinking of this right? Yes, you you are. Okay. So um, without being too dry and too, too history, uh, basically when the Spaniards came over to this area, they settled with the natives and this is one of the only places in U.S. history where the Spaniards and the these native tribes lived together, created churches together, weaved baskets together. And when you learn the history there, I, I was super duper inspired um, to just see these two vastly different cultures come together and live together and work together. And what ended up happening is they made these beautiful architectural churches and just stuff I've never seen across the whole entire world everywhere we've we've gone because you got to think it's not just Spaniards influence or the native Indian influences it's like these two cultures came together and made these villages so they still have some of the structures you know they're not in in perfect condition but you can walk through them you can walk through the church and get get a feel for what it was like to be there and it is definitely one of the more beautiful places I've ever seen. I, I feel like we've talked about this before. Maybe we haven't, but the old churches, mm-hmm. uh, seeing them has been something we have personally really enjoyed, no matter what religion you practice or preach, right. or even if you don't follow, just to see the structure has been really neat. So yeah, this was a really, really neat place. Um, they did have the Junior Ranger program, which again, is not just for kids. It's for adults also. It um, was a really awesome place. I am going to warn everybody, you are so close to the border, guys, that when you come back, you have to actually go through kind of like a makeshift border crossing. So it's not, you know, full blown, you have to show your passport, but you go through. And so our kids started to freak out, like, why are we doing this? What's happening? So that was kind of a a cute little learning lesson for them. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but every time we go through any border crossing, I immediately get nervous, even though I I'm do doing nothing too. wrong. I'm like, I'm going to say something <laughs> wrong. I'm like at the airport, when you come back through customs, like, where are you going? And I'm like, <gasps> yeah, I don't know. I forget. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So they have a gorgeous garden area. 
you can bring, there's nowhere to eat. Uh, we packed a beautiful picnic. You can bring a picnic. They had a movie that I felt was really relatable for kids as, as, uh, as equally relatable for adults to kind of really learn. And then I don't know about you guys, but I love the gift shops at these I national parks. Um, yeah. And I love to support them because the junior ranger program, I don't know if um, I, I'm assuming you guys know this, but for the listeners, it is free F R E E it's free. Yes. So I always feel like that's such a valuable thing as a parent with my kids on the road. I always like to buy something and give back to them. So they had some beautiful baskets. I treated myself to one of the baskets uh, made by one of the local tribes there. So this is a must, guys. This is There was so much to do in this area. I feel like everything deserves to be way up top. But this is one you guys have to do. Yeah, hey, hey, that really cool. Yes. Uh, what do you call a cactus that goes to a chiropractor? Or why did the cactus go to a chiropractor? Uh, its spine was stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got to remember that for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you... That's a, so that's, a great, that's a that's great, that's a great dad, dad joke. joke. It is a dad <laughs> joke. It's totally. Okay. But I'm a dad, so I'm allowed to do that. You are. Okay. You are. Sorry I interrupted. But I love that's all it. I that was on. worth it. That was worth it. That was worth the interjection. It was way better than the biodome. <laughs> that was a joke. You're that never, was a Randy, you are never learn. You are never living that down. I just want to let you know that right now. Oh, I know. I know. It sounds like it. Absolutely. 14 podcasts from now. Do you remember that reference to biodome? Biodome. Well, as much as... A, as much as I've tried to get her to stop, like the crazy introductions, she still does it. She's just, I do. They've it's only taking gotten, a different form now. It does. It's it's a challenge for me now. How crazy can I make them? So moving on to other n- number eight is Pikachu. Is that right, Pikachu? Like the little character? That is right. That is right. Yep, Pikachu Peak State Park. Yeah, this sounds pretty <laughs> incredible. So, and I I understand if you hit it at the right time of year, you actually get to see flowers blooming, which we caught when we were in Tucson, and it's incredible to see that across the desert. Oh, are you kidding me? It's amazing. I thought about uh, Randy when I was writing this. So. We actually, this past year, or this year, sorry, this year, but this, you know, a couple months ago was technically the super bloom. Um, It does not happen, but once every five to seven years, and it has to have a winter that is so wet, you will actually have the super bloom. So a lot of these flowers for, you know, will just stay dormant. They won't bloom. Oh, wow. uh, and then they will bloom during this, what is called this super bloom season. And in fact, I should probably send Randy some of the other pictures. Cause I think you would really appreciate them, but, uh, it's flat. Like, listen guys, it's desert, desert, desert. Yeah. And then bam, all this color with flowers. It's the weirdest dichotomy for you to see. We were lucky enough to catch the tail end of it. I had heard that it was even in you know, bigger bloom before we got there. The uh, state park is, if you are leaving Tucson, headed up to Phoenix. So it's a beautiful drive. Uh, there's some gorgeous hikes there. And yeah, just, it's one of those locations where you can catch these flowers. If it's not a super bloom, you will see, see some flowers. But if you catch it just at the right year and you're lucky enough, you can capture these, um, you know, they have poppies and yellow and purple and orange it was beautiful very 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 pretty yeah and I remember that from you know being in in Tucson and uh, where we were located and we did a hike and kind of went up a little bit of a mountainside and and we could just look down and see all these beautiful colored flowers and 
you know, it wasn't as many as in that area, but it, and you're right. It's such a dichotomy to see middle of the desert to see purples and yellows and oranges and reds. And it's like, but there's no trees. It's just, it's interesting just to see how life can make it through harsh conditions. You know, you got this beautiful flower flowering out of a Mm -hmm. hundred degree, uh, you know, you know, area where it gets up into the hundred degrees. So it's just life always. What was that from uh, Jurassic Park? Yes. Life always finds a way, it, it, and it's it true. It seriously does. It seriously does. Yeah. So that sounds incredible. So number seven yep. is taking us to the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum, and we did this, and it is incredible. So tell us some of I the was things. I just that about you... to say. Yeah. We bought you a cactus there, didn't say, we? Did you guys do it? I think we bought you a cactus in the died. gift shop. You killed... It's now petrified. She killed a this... cactus by not did watering it. it. Did it live? Did it live? No, it is now so petrified that it then. looks like it's alive, but it's been dead for a very long time. <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> She, she didn't water it That'd enough. How, how can you kill a cactus by not giving uh, it enough water? Leave it to me. I'm trying to get better. I've, I have two cactuses now that are still alive, and I've had them, one, for several years. Honestly, so. it's amazing. I'm still alive because... Uh, I water you occasionally, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I looks like you're getting dried out and parched and passing no, out. No, this is a true story. It's it's like we've, we've, we've went all day without eating. It's like 8 o'clock at night, and she's like... Are you hungry for anything? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm freaking starving. You haven't fed me all day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's it's true. Not even a drop of water, Randy. She's like, you didn't even get a drop of water. Yeah, she's like, O-M-A-D, O-M-A-D. It's O-M-A-D. one meal a day. That's right. That's all you're doing now, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I never said fatty. <laughs> it's hysterical. Anyway, that's so what she what does. So what did you guys do at the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum? Because there's a lot to do there. So much to do. We really focused on the animals. Um, you know, I think... One thing that I love about this museum is it's it's a um, hit for anyone, any age, any uh, interest. And I love locations like that because a lot of times you're not just traveling as a couple, um, you know, or a solo traveler. Sometimes it's a large family. Sometimes it's a big get together with friends. And, you know, one person could have one interest and the other person could have another. And I'm sure you guys felt that when you were there as well. Oh, yeah. There's so many different things to do and everyone's going to find something that they love. So. We enjoyed the animal stuff. I I specifically love the plants. We didn't buy anything um, because we are in an RV. And I feel like between moving the RV, I'll, I get so disappointed. You hit a bump. I'm like, great. There's my plant. Right. It's going to be knocked over in the sink. Um, but yeah, I think this is a must. It was a little bit on, I would say, the pricier side to visit yeah. yep. if you are a larger family. But I think if you're not going to do a lot when you're in Tucson... I would say this would be one that if you want to spend a little bit of money to definitely go to, I also felt, and I don't know if you guys felt this way too, you could spend a long time here. I mean, it could be a full day type of a thing. I agree. Yeah. So Because with all the like different gardens that they had set up that you could walk yes. through and experience and the animals and then they're like front store slash museum so much to see and do there so yeah That's I one agree. They, had the, they had the trails all outside yeah, right that we went yep. into little different yeah uh-huh, like, like buildings different like bio biospheres bio-dome. we went into biodomes <laughs> biodome it was a biodome it was a biodome absolutely also this is one of the most popular attractions so if you are gonna go and i say this all the time i know a lot of times people are on holiday or vacation just get up and go early yeah. i mean 
there's some things when you're visiting places that it's honestly just worth it to go early. So that would be my little tiny bit of my travel tip for that one. Get up, go early, and go enjoy. Well, plus the heat, too. You might oh, want to go yeah. early just for the heat. Oh, uh, Lord. Because a lot of it was outside, wasn't it? Yeah, that most, most all of it's outside. Yeah. And then they had that indoor section. They had a like a really big like store slash museum-y slash display place. But that is definitely, that definitely had to make the top 10. Again, I feel like there's so much here. Um, I feel like that even deserves to be a little bit higher, but um, it's on the top 10. So if you're going and you're looking for something to do, that's definitely something to add in. Oh, definitely. And another thing, why don't yeah. we add it right here? Because it's right I, around the yeah, corner. Was, so so uh, is that what you were thinking? Too? I was. We share yes, the same brain. That's where we do. Get out so, of my head. so right around the corner is the old, uh, uh, old Tucson Studios. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right around from that. And uh, we went to that, and that is really cool, to, too. A lot of old western film for film there and it's just like right around the corner from this um from from this museum here the or the national yeah it's very close to saguaro national park yes like very very close in fact you I, I felt like are we in the national park when we were going to old tucson but no and old tucson is super cool because again it's set up like an old western town and and they That's do what it was like called, old tucson. yeah I couldn't think of the name of old it. tucson studios and it's um they do reenactments which was really really cool they had these stunt guys do reenactments and falling off of buildings into fire and i mean it was pretty incredible did so. you not get there gwendolyn i didn't and i'm like i i didn't even know about that how did i miss that yeah it's oh, right yeah, around it's... the corner from saguaro and, and the um the, the Sonoran Desert uh-huh. Museum that we're talking about right now. It's just like right around the corner, but it's uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, you, there was like hundreds and hundreds of old, old Westerns uh, filmed there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Little House on the okay, Prairie. I got to add mm-hmm. it. I have to add it. I'm feeling bummed out now. Yeah, no, it was no. neat. They had a, a restaurant on site. And some of it, you know, because, again, this was all during COVID and, like, the beginnings of it. So some stuff was closed down. It was really quiet when we were there just because of what was going on. Um, but not everything was running, but they had like can, can dancers, uh, which everything was very, very family friendly. And, um, I think you can do horseback rides there and like chuck wagon rides. I'm trying to remember everything. It's been a while. Yeah. So if you have, if you have all the back issues on our digital version of the magazine, uh, if you look at the 2020 hikes and roadside attraction, we actually wrote an article called howdy partner at the old Tucson studios. Uh, we oh actually it was featured in issue one as well. Oh wow! I forgot about that. Okay. So so if you've got if you go back to issue one, you will all see all the way back to the first um, issue. We do two uh, two articles on Tucson. One Howdy Partner at the Old Tucson Studio, but also Desert Camping Among the Squirrel Cactuses and Gilbert Ray Campground, which we'll talk about a little bit yeah. later. All right, very cool. So yeah, go back and check it check it out if you don't have back issues. I I'm, I just made a note. I'm gonna go check it out yeah, too. Yeah, it was super fun. Highly recommend it. Um, and I'm looking at number six. So I already pulled up pictures on number six, which is oh. San Xavier del Buck Mission. This place is gorgeous. And what? It's 226 years old. Yeah, it's absolutely. Did you guys go? We you didn't. didn't. Did you? I didn't know about this. I'm so sad about this. I'm so sad about this. So if you go down to Tumacacore on your way back to Tucson, you will pass right by San Xavier. And we it wasn't originally on our plan but i thought we're literally driving right by this we need to stop and i am so happy we did again circling back with my love of just seeing these churches and the history it is absolutely 
an acceptable place for kids to go into. So if anyone's listening and you have kids, um, it is one of the prettiest churches I have ever been into. Wow. They have a really big uh, gift store, which actually houses more than, you know, a lot of times you'll go into a church gift store and it's it's all kind of churchy or religious right. items. That's not the case here. There is a little area where you can hike up to the top of a hill with this big cross up there. It is just stunning. And if you are listening and you're interested in what this looks like, I would do exactly, um, I, I would just look it up so you can see it, but it's beautiful. It's worth stopping into. It's right off the highway. So you're not venturing too far for it. It's a, it's going to be a short stop. There's not a ton to do there, but I would definitely add it to your list. They do still have active services. I was we, ask we weren't, that, yeah. um, yes, we were unable to catch one because it was at the tail end of our trip. And I think we were leaving the day before another service was to come out. But when we circle back, we'll definitely be attending. But just beautiful, a beautiful place to visit. I highly, highly recommend if you are either a history buff or photography, this is a spot to go ahead and stop. And it's beautiful because it's so contrasting. It's like you have looking at yes. it, you have like the the two outside parts of the building are like white is kind of, you know, what you would imagine seeing in a desert and then the middle of the building is almost like a old stucco brown looking. So it's just, it's an incredible contrast just looking at the church from the outside. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really beautiful. Um, and I would say, listen, if you're there and you're going to do Tumacacore, just bake it into your little day trip to stop there as well. Again, it's not like a long stop, but it's definitely something worth stopping and just marveling at. Uh, you know, for 30, 45 minutes. And just, again, the history there with that kind of European style, the Catholicism, and then, you know, the Indian stuff. It's it's really, really pretty, guys. So when you circle back, I need you guys to stop there. Oh, we will. Sure. Yeah, we're getting sure. a cookie, and then we're going to these two missions. I, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but uh, I, I hear it's so hot in Arizona that cows give out evaporated milk. Is that true? <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> it took you this long to come up with another joke. Honey, I'm sorry. You're just, so uh, corny. I, I just got to. He's trying. I'm trying. We got to give him some credit. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because I can see him over there. His like head is down. He's typing away and typing away. And I'm like, what is he looking up? And all of a sudden it's like, I found a dad joke. A joke. So, a dad so joke. in a podcast, a so in a podcast like, two or three uh, weeks ago, I can't remember when it was, uh, that we were talking about a, a um, moose that was made out of chocolate. <laughs> and just for giggles, I, I Googled dad joke about a moose in chocolate. <laughs> and sure enough, I found one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like the perfect deployment of a joke. <laughs> I mean, it was like, like, how do you get any better than that? <laughs> you had your moment, babe. Yeah, I know. I, okay, I'll stop with the dad jokes for okay. now. But that was a good one. That was a good milk, one. Evaporated I like milk. That. I like it. Hey, this is Callie with RV Destinations Magazine. So it's a new year, and it's a new year full of savings. And here at RV Destinations, we are all about the giving spirit, regardless of the time of year. So we encourage you to get out there and subscribe to our magazine, either in digital or print format, or get a little crazy and get both. But we want to bring you some savings. If you use the discount code at checkout, 
podcast 20. That is podcast 20 in all caps. You're going to save 20% off any of our subscriptions, print or digital, or even a combination of both. So be sure to get out there today to www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Put in that code podcast20 to save 20% off any of our subscriptions. So number five takes us to, is it Sabino or Sabino? So it is Sabino, Sabino, Sabino. Sabino Canyon. You, you had it, you had it pretty close. You had it pretty close. Again, another beautiful, I would say, hikey recreation area. One of the things I love about this, and, and I say this a lot is I like hikes or anything outdoors to be accessible for everybody, yes. right? Because not everybody is like you guys. I know you guys are really into fitness. We're a family where our kids have been hiking since, I mean, literally in the belly. But then as soon as I could, I had them on a front pack at a month old doing hikes. But I also like to recognize that some people don't want to go do an adventurous Mm. hike. So how can they still be able to get out into nature and see stuff? So this is one of those spots where you can drive and be able to see things, but you can also hike back and really see some impressive, you know, peaks and uh, waterfalls. Uh, the cacti are just massive out there. Um, and I think I said that in the top 10, like you really don't have to be an avid hiker to enjoy this spot. You can just kind of stroll around. Again, another photographer's dream area mm-hmm. um, that had some great nighttime photography. And I don't know, Randy, if I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the the uh, this area, Tucson, is considered a dark sky area. So the nighttime photography out there is literally insanity. It's so, it's so dark. It's like, yeah. it's almost eerie, right? You're, you're, it is dark, dark, dark. So we, I didn't realize that, right? Because you are close to a big city. So you wouldn't really initially, th- you know, when you're out in Utah and Colorado, you're like, oh yeah, sure. I'm in a dark sky. Yeah. yeah. Um, once you get out to Saguaro National Park, you realize, wow, this is really dark out here. So there is actually a lot of observatory areas for dark sky stuff. So if you are into any night sky stuff, I would love to be more into it. I dabble with it a little bit. Um, it, it is like a dream location for that. So put that on your list. To, to get... Um to get anointed by the international dark sky community Aww. there's like certain requirements that got to go through to meet that and if you can imagine telling a whole town to turn off their lights by 10 o'clock and stuff like that like sedona in sedona arizona they mm-hmm. take it seriously oh, like, like, like so. we stayed at the uh sedona rv park there i think mm-hmm. that's all it's called sort sedona campground maybe or so, something yeah. like that but they require you to have no lights on your RV yes. after 10 o'clock yep. because, again, mm-hmm. and, and that keeps their qualification as a dark sky. It's, I mean, there's a lot of things out there. But uh, also talking about uh, getting back to Sabino, so that's where we did that hike where we took Bella and, and Zoe, I'm pretty sure. Remember when we took all oh, that water with us? Yeah, and, like in the big with the big parking lot yep, area. Yep, yep. Okay. I'm pretty sure that I'm I'm almost certain that's that area oh. right there. It was a real beautiful area. And, and these saguaro cactuses, uh, oh if you haven't gosh. seen them in in person, these get humongous. Yes, uh, humongously big. Uh, and I think 
wasn't it like it takes like 50 years for them to grow like a foot or a oh, 80 years something. or something it's, like that? It's something crazy. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Um, so at about 45 years old, it, they will be about six feet. Wow. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it was like a hundred years before they get their first arm. Or, or something like that. We heard some kind of crazy yes, fact that yes. just blew my mind about the saguaro cactuses. But on a lot of these hikes, like like um, um, if it fall, take a lot of water. We highly suggest yes. don't do it. And if you're going to do it in July or August, leave it four in the morning. But um, you know, a lot of these saguaro cactuses, you stand next to them, and and they're I don't know forty, fifty, sixty feet high. They're incredible. Yeah. Here, so total segue. Here's some fun facts. Um, I just saw it. Drinks upward. Oh my gosh, where'd it go? I just saw it. Um, it takes first arms takes about fifty to seventy five years. Okay, so I was pretty close. And to that. that's where they store the extra water, and they will grow several arms after a hundred years. And they're colossal. They can reach up to forty feet tall. Okay. Okay. So maybe a little high, saying fifty feet, sixty feet. But yeah, they're they're tall, and then they're heavy too. Yeah, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. think a cactus would be heavy, but they absorb all that water. And mm-hmm. and because they here they capture two hundred gallons of water in a single rainfall. Two hundred gallons. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? But there, there's something. Oh, here there, it is. They weigh on average two to three tons. I thought that I thought they were in the tons. I just yeah. didn't want to quote that because I couldn't remember, but. These are, they're, it's beautiful. I mean, they really are mm-hmm. beautiful. They're, and you're only going to see saguaro in the Tucson, southern Arizona, a little bit in the California, and that's it. You're not going to see those anywhere in, else in the world. Yeah. They only grow in that area. And, and I, I would say get out to Tucson to see the saguaros alone because they're just incredible to stand by one. Yep. It's just amazing. Yep. So total crazy segue. Um, so we'll go on to number four, which is the Tucson Botanical Gardens. And we did not get to visit this. So is this more like in the heart of Tucson or is it outside of of the city? No, it's actually like right. Yeah, it's kind of in the heart of it. We love to do, of course, because we have the kiddos. So we, we love to tie anything educational in with them. And this was one of the coolest botanical gardens they had all these little one-off, like almost like a little casita area you could walk into. Um, it is almost six acres of gardens. Oh, wow. They have one of the prettiest butterfly gardens I have ever seen. Um, and that was on display when we were there and you could walk in. They have an extensive children's garden. So if you are traveling with kids, uh, it was very Montessori hands-on where they could just literally... We we didn't know this going into it, but we probably could have spent a couple hours of our kids just playing in the in the kids area, uh, creating fake kitchens, fake food, books to read, musical things to do. It was it was very elaborate. I was extremely impressed. They had a wonderful uh, little uh, dinery or place to eat. And yeah, I, this was a great little welcome away from hiking and and the typical stuff that you're doing in Tucson. So. I think this would be great for solo couples, families. It was a really great little stop to mix up the the uh, the stay. Now this is all indoor, is what I'm hearing. No, outdoors. no outdoors. It outdoors. It's all outdoors. Yeah, yeah. It's a botanical garden. So the butterflies are in an indoor um, kind of atrium type thing, oh, okay. and they That's... were just yeah, they were so helpful and informative, and wanted to show you and talk to you and. You know, as we travel, especially with children, 
I really try to tie everything into learning. So anytime we're at a place where people are diving into guide, even just us, you know, but when it, when people really get down on your kid's level and, and they start learning, well, innately you start learning too, because sure. usually I, I didn't know either. Um, but yeah, this was a great little botanical garden, not a huge price point. I think it was under $20 per person, but definitely add to your list. It was a great one. Oh, cool. Cool. So number three takes us to, and I'm struggling with words today. Is it, and I know you said it earlier, Mount Lamont. It's Mount Lamont Scenic Byway. And I struggled with these, with these last three, I struggled so hard with what I wanted to put. So this is an interesting fact. I I was, I was wondering if Randy was going to say this when he started. So Mount Lamont is typically 10 to 20 degrees cooler than it is in Tucson. Oh, wow. So what is amazing about this is when you are in Tucson, it can be 100. You take the hour drive up the mountain and it's 80 degrees up there. And guess where you're landing? You are landing oh, at by the, the cookie, cookie cabin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So not only um, do you get to beat the heat, but you get a gigantic cookie. You, you get a reward. You get reward. <laughs> yeah. So it's a 60-mile round-trip byway. It is one of, it will rival with anything out west that you see. It is one of the most beautiful mountain views, canyons. And what's so cool about this is, you start and you are submerged in the saguaros, right? So that's all you mm-hmm. see as you start driving up. You get to the top and it is a completely and totally different landscape. It is now trees and pine trees. And when we were there, I, get ready for this. It was May. We went from hot to actually still snow up at the top. Oh my gosh, which is trippy to think, you know, Arizona gets snow. It was literally crazy. So you're almost topping out at about 10,000 feet elevation when you get up there. We did some of the most beautiful um, rock scrambling and hikes. Again, you could really go all in. We're very adventurous hikers and our kids have been, as I said earlier, I've been hiking forever. So we probably do a little bit more daring hikes with them. Um, but you could also literally stay in your car the whole drive and just pull over for these scenic views. Um, the thing that really tripped me out is if you are a biker, people are biking up this. Oh, they're crazy. So, so imagine this, they're biking up it and then they are biking down it as well, which just totally flipped me out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was crazy. It was insane. I I feel like Randy needs to Google this while we're talking about it. I mean, these bikers are just literally going two miles an hour crawling up and then they are zipping down at a speed that I felt was not even safe on the side of the mountain. I don't know. I'm not doing it. Me Um, either. No. So hiking, cycling, they're skiing, they're sledding. This is an absolute 100% must do when you are in Tucson. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't see this. I pulled it up on the map. So it's literally an out and back. So it looks like, yes. cause it gets up to the top and it, it basically, yeah, kind of it's ends. an out and back. back. Yep. At the top, there's a beautiful ski resort. There is the cookie cabin Oh yeah. and there's actually an observation deck up at the top as well. That was something we had wanted, um, we had wanted to do, but we do have little ones. So, you know, by the time you get up there for the dark sky and drive back, it's, it's very late. Um, but if you are into any of that nighttime photography, this is a, this is a dream location. 
Oh, it sounds incredible. So that's definitely going on our list next time. Oh, you guys have to. Yeah, you have to do it. You have Uh, to do it. All right. Since Gwendolyn asked me, um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what she asked me. So I Googled it here, and this is the first thing that came up. So starting in the Tucson Desert, just under 3,000 feet, you will climb just over 30 miles to the top at an average of 4.2% grade. You will uh, finish being able to boast of your climb of over 7,000 feet. Saguaro cacti at the base, extraordinary hoodoo formations in the middle, pine trees and possible snow at the top. Road biking Mount uh, Lemon is uh, Arizona's most exhilarating cycle, cycling experience. Wow, that's incredible. And, and props to anybody willing to cycle up the side of a mountain. That I am telling you, I feel like we are in great shape and we are <laughs> never not up for a challenge, but no way would I be doing that it looks so it looks so intense I can't even begin to tell you so I'm actually looking at the uh, summit of Mount uh is Lemon Lemon okay Mm -hmm. okay just like the French so I'm I'm looking at the uh the cam the live cam on the summit of it it's very windy today so uh you've got to be careful but it's updated every 60 seconds here but yeah no that uh that sounds crazy to make one down that. It's uh, beautiful. 7, feet, yeah, so. we we hiked a lot up there with the kids, um, and and also like right, we had just been in the desert, and then they're able to walk in snow. We we had such a great hike. Once you get to the top, honestly, right by that obser- observation deck, there is a really obtain. You know, there's a good two mile hike up there that just the views. I think it's one of the pictures I submitted to you guys. The view is just insane. It's insane. It's insane. Oh, I bet. I mean, being that high up over just kind of almost flat desert below has to be just incredible. Yeah. So I need you guys to add that. Yes. Oh, absolutely. We will. Because I want the freaking cookie at the top. Yes. 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 (laughs) That's my motivation. So you said between three, two, and one, you kind of struggled. And number two is the Reed Park Zoo. So this must have been a pretty darn good zoo. So as everyone knows, listening, we we have three kids, a lot of our travel, you know, because I don't ever want to be judged that I'm not teaching my kids, right? So I I have to add this in. So we really, side note, um, there is a reciprocal like zoo thing where if you belong to one zoo, you can look this up. You can then get into other zoos, and usually there's at least a 40% discount, if not half, if not completely free. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yes, that's something to look at. You just love to go to zoos. So this zoo, number one, is beautiful. Um, It's well kept up, and it's smaller, which is something I love. I do not like doing these zoos where it's like a you really need to go back to it right you can't accomplish mm-hmm. it in one day um they do a lot of things at night so if you like beer they do like a, a brew at the zoo for mother's day we went and when i walked in they had mimosas and sunflowers for the moms it, it's just a really really great zoo kids and adults and i would say it probably only takes you about two hours to explore the whole entire thing Oh, that's not bad. So you're not like you can you can do other stuff during your day on top of visiting the zoo, which is nice. Yes, yes, yes. You can feed the giraffes. They had some of the coolest animals. We were we ended up um, I don't think I've said this yet during the podcast. We ended up spending two months in um, 
Tucson, primarily because we wanted to submerge ourselves in the saguaros and the Sonoran Desert there. We did a extensive research with our children to learn about the cacti and the natives. And we went the one time and then we ended up, it was $120 for a family pass with unlimited Jeez. visits. Oh, and I okay. just thought, yeah, so we'll do that a lot. So for anybody listening, traveling with children, if you're staying somewhere, even a month, check out what the yearly membership is because nine times out of 10, it's far cheaper. And if you know you're going to go a couple times, it's just worth buying that pass. We ended up going every Friday and just uh, studied a different animal with the kids. And again, it was two hours. It was something great to do to break up the day. Um, and this was one of those that was just really top of the list. It's definitely something worth doing. Oh, that's awesome. Very, very cool. All right, so we're down to number one. Callie, you ready to, you ready to do your roll? I am. Here it comes. And the number one thing to do in Tucson, Arizona, is go to Saguaro National Park. So yes. that's a really cool park. It is a beautiful park. And, and so, Gwendolyn, help me out with this because there are two different sides of the park, right? Yeah, so okay. there is two different sides, and it's very confusing because they are not close to each other oh. <laughs> at all at all at all so um you really have to take like a little drive and although it is scenic you are driving to two very different areas and both parks even though guys it is you know cacti and, and all the you know beauty that the desert holds they're very very different very different that's really interesting and that explains so much because what side were we on, babe? We we, we stayed we were we West? stayed in Gilbert Gilbert Ray Gilbert and, and we basically just drove like three or four miles. I think we're uh, uh, so we were on the I guess it'd be the west we're, side. We're on the side we're on with the just gravel. all the rock, right? Yeah. The gravel. It's not the it's the lesser traveled one. I the, think the lesser traveled. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're correct, but you guys picked the right one because there are two million of the cacti there, and one point five are on the west side. And 0.5 are on the east side. Wow. So you actually, if you had to pick, I would say if you had to pick one or the other, you guys landed at the right side. Yeah, yeah. So we, we didn't know. It was yeah. just the closest proximity to Gilbert Ray Campground, which is where we were staying. And so uh, we we actually one day took our, we had these little, little 50cc scooters. scooters and we drove them to the gate. <gasps> we, didn't, we didn't quite go in. Because uh, these things only do like twenty miles an hour, <laughs> top but, speed down a hill. But I, I tell you what, you know, you know, it it is so crazy. It's otherworldly when you see these uh, saguaro cactuses. Oh, they're incredible! Uh, they're just everywhere. They're incredible, and you know, for for everybody that's listening, and if you head out there and get some pictures of the saguaros, put something in front of it, like a pet or a family member, because it really puts into perspective how massive these saguaro cactuses, cacti, cactuses. Are, which are both correct. You can say cacti and cactuses. <laughs> Just a little grammar lesson for today. Now, how long did you stay there, Gwendolyn? Uh, or how long did you spend at the park? Did you spend all day there? So we, yeah, so we, this was actually one of those places every once in a while we decide to dial it down as far as traveling. So we really submerged ourselves in this whole area. So we were there for almost two months and we visited the park. Uh, I mean, I want to say we went once a week, if not more. Wow. Uh, the kids really, yeah, the kids really leaned into all the ranger talks. Britton and I learned, Britton, my husband, and I learned so much about what goes on there, not just the cacti, 
but it also happens to me. And Randy, I don't know if you did this at the beginning of the podcast, but there is the most amount of bee species in the world in this little in the in this area. Bees, in really, in the world, it's crazy bees. Oh. Yes, because the actual the flower has to be pollinated. So. I don't know what time you guys were there during the year, but when we were there, it was a little freaky because some of these hikes, all you can hear is actually bees. Now they're not interested in you. They're going for the pollen, but uh, we ended up speaking with a ranger and he told us that fact. And I thought that's really incredible. So there's the most amount of bee species in this, in the Sonoran desert right that there, is cool. which I thought was pretty yeah, fascinating. Really cool. Yeah. Um, another fun fact is those flowers I don't know if you guys learned this, only open once ever. Wow. Really? Ever, ever. In a 24 hour span. Ever, ever, ever. So when we were walking, I was sharing with our kids, you may be the only person to ever see this flower open wow. ever, ever. Like only you got to see that. And if it is pollinated, it becomes a beautiful fruit and they have um, given, um, I, I don't want to say permission because it, it was really their land, but yeah. the, the tribal leaders come in, they remove that and they use that fruit, which is almost like a watermelon, and they use it through ceremonies and eating. If it's not pollinated, it just falls off and kind of crumbles up and dies. So wow. we learned a lot. If, if you, this is on your list, go, I would say you could take a day at e the east side and the west side. Um, the west side, as you guys know, was gravel. I didn't feel like it was intense, but if you had a small, small vehicle, it may be a little bumpy. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the east side is completely paved. So the whole entire thing is paved. We saw a lot of, uh, bikers there. I don't know the biking in there. I know we talked yeah. about it when we were talking about Mount, Mount Lamont. I don't know. I mean, I'm all about being physically active, but the biking to me just seemed insane with all the hills and the turns <laughs> right, right. and agreed. And I'm not talking about a little hill. I'm talking about a it, huge hill. Like so, a mountain yes. hill. Um, and then 110 degrees in right. the summer. Let's I don't go yeah. bike. So we, well, we yeah. went there in March. Yeah. And so it was very pleasant in March. I remember it was yeah. like in the seventies and eighties and I, I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. We were there May and June. And what I will tell you is growing up in Florida, 90 there was pleasant. Um, so that was that was interesting. When we left, it was about ninety seven, and and that I was feeling in an RV, your AC keeping up. I was feeling like, yeah, it's probably time to head out. But even May and the beginning of June was really lovely there as that's well. Awesome. Uh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Now, now, speaking of getting around there, I mean, Tucson's pretty spread out as a whole, and so you're going to have to pretty much take your car everywhere you go. I know, I know there's Uber there. It's a pretty modern city, mm -hmm. and, and so you can Uber around. And and do, do you know if there's any kind of public transportation? Is there any bus system? Or anything like that? There is a bus system. Yes, there is a bus system. But like you said, it is very um, suburban and populated, but everything's very spread out. So the bus system, if you look, like some of the routes don't really connect, if that makes sense. Um, there is Uber. There's Uber Eats. Ask me how I know. <laughs> um, we don't judge. <laughs> no, don't judge. But you're not going to really be biking anywhere or walking anywhere. It's just too vast and too spread out to be doing that. Um, you definitely are going to need to drive. I would say it's very RV friendly as far as going to like the national park and the other sure. parks. Not 
I wouldn't say like big rig friendly though, as far as right, parking. Right. Yeah, course. that makes sense. Of course, yeah. Most, yeah, most people yeah. that drive big rigs or have the big fifth wheels, all that, understand you got to park that and we and, know and drive yes. your vehicle. We know. Uh, well, awesome. <laughs> okay, well, so let, let's talk about camping options. This is again powered by RV Life uh, Campgrounds. Uh, again, RV Life Campgrounds dot com is a free resource uh, for you. And, and if you don't currently uh, subscribe to the RV Life product, I certainly would recommend it. Uh, we highly recommend it because it is a valuable tool uh, for you getting in between those destinations. But anyway, so you stayed at the KOA, correct? And we've uh, the KOA, we've been there. We stayed there one night, but we absolutely yes. loved it. It's kind of a schwanky, schwanky KOA. It is KOA. schwanky, but it's so nice. Super schwank, super schwank. I would say it is good. We saw all ages, couples, solo uh, families. It, it's just, it has a little bit of everything for everyone. I'm going to give the biggest tip right now. The monthly rate is $700. Your yes. So you will not find that on the website. You're going to have to call and ask you do pay electric, but even in May, our electric was a hundred dollars. So, uh, it, it was very, very affordable Two pools, a restaurant, we absolutely, we loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. In fact, we hope to circle back there at some point. Yeah, and one that Callie and I, like, we did stay at the KOA and mm-hmm. loved it, uh, but we went over to Gilbert Ray, which is a small regional state park. It's $20 a night, mm-hmm. and uh, there's no, uh, there's electric. but There's no, electrics, n- no water. Um, but no water and no sewage. No water and no sewage, but there is a dump station on site, and then within each circle, because there's several circles, water. loops that make up the park, each of those loops has its own water. So you could go over and fill up jugs if you needed water that way. And there are shower houses and bathhouses. So you have that option as well. But it was just, it was really, well, really a well, cool park. Yeah, what we like about Gilbert Ray is you're you're in the middle of the cactus. Yes. Uh, so, so you've got cactuses all around your 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 coach your your you know your your RV your rig mm-hmm. whatever you want to say and so you you and you can't see your neighbor most times most places you can't see him because the cactus and and the brush is so high that you can't see the person next to you and so you feel very secluded and again twenty dollars a night maximum stay is seven days uh, they used to not have a reservation system it was first come first serve and that's when we went we mm-hmm. had to wait in a long line and cross our fingers we were going to get in so and that get was, into a site that fit us right right because uh, they only have a handful of uh, sites that fit anything over 40 feet so uh but now they've got a reservation mm-hmm. system so you can get out there and make your reservation online but let's check in with rv life campground uh and see what they've got they've got uh uh 10 out of 10 stars, Palo Verde, Estes RV Park. Now, I don't give a lot of credit to that because there's only two reviews. <laughs> so uh, They were we, stellar reviews. Now, here's another one, Winter Haven RV Community. Uh, that's uh, 9.5. They got quite a bit more reviews. Catalina State Park comes in with a lot of reviews at 9.4. And in the Tucson... That was, was beautiful was to interrupt yeah. you, Randy. Yeah, we didn't stay there, but we did do a hike there. And it was it was absolutely yeah, they've, gorgeous. They've got actually so. a lot of reviews in 9.4. And, and, and right behind Catalina State Park is Tucson Lazy Day KOA, which out of 777 reviews, which is quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, for, for, you know, Google might get a little bit more. But uh, here on RV Life, 777 reviews, that's a lot. 9.1. So very, very good. And there's Gilbert Rave coming in at uh, 8.8. Um, again, one we love, Bar J RV Park. I remember seeing that. That's only a 55 older. And that, that's one thing you got to be careful with it in, in Arizona is a lot of these yes. resorts, 
or 55 and older. Callie can't wait till next August. August, you turn 55, <laughs> yeah. baby. Yeah, so she's counting down the days for me to get into 55 and older community. <laughs> I so am. I so am. You have no idea. She, we, we, you, you just, uh, you just took it from me though, Randy. I was going to say that. So it is, Arizona is a lot of 55, and I think that's why we always ended up at KOAs in Arizona. So that's something so important for people to know. And it doesn't always say it right up front. So you'll get super jazzed right. about a place, start reading, and then you're like, oh, okay, yeah. right. this doesn't well, work. So. Hey, if you want to come out with Grandpa and stay with Grandpa, I'll get you into the 55 I was just going to say <laughs> that. Right. And, you know, I'm okay with that. <laughs> she she applied for my AARP yeah, yeah. card at 50. And I'm like, honey, I this did. is ridiculous. No, it's not. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. If I would have applied for the AARP AARP card for you. you I signed up for AARP at the same time I signed you up. So wow, touche, awesome. I say. Um, so uh, there's another one here. This is uh, only open to military only. This is an Air Force base and it's called Boneyard Vista RV Park. Uh, it got pretty high reviews. Uh, Tucson Meadows got pretty high reviews. That's a 55 and older. Rincon Country West RV, pretty high reviews, but 55 and only. Uh, Centennial Peak RV Park is a casino. Uh, and it's got pretty good reviews. So th- there, there's a lot of them. There's, uh, in fact, 49 in the greater Tucson, Arizona area. Wow. So, <laughs> so if you can't get in one, just look at the next Find one. Find <laughs> another one, for yeah. sure. So many, many. <laughs> okay. So th- that kind of wraps everything up for Tucson. Uh, Gwendolyn, why don't you, you know, you've got a lot going on there. You, you're you're a, tra- a traveling family of five? Five. Five and, yes. two, and, five and one two dog? Dogs. Two dogs? So. Yes. So, two so dogs, why don't you tell our dogs. listeners, uh, you know, you've been on the show before, and I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, our listeners are very familiar with you, but why don't you tell us, you know, where we can find out more about you and kind of what you got going on, some of your different social media outlets. First, thank you guys for having me. I always say this, but it's so important. If you are not downloading these top tens, you are literally missing the boat because it's done by travelers and not just me, but right. right? Am I correct? Yep. Like these are people yep. who are traveling. I feel like there's such a, such a gem. So we are, uh, our handle is chaos kiddos in harmony. And really it's just about trying to find the balance between, you know, chaos life and harmony. And we really, really, really try to be transparent and share the good, bad, and the ugly of RV life. Cause it's not a permanent mm-hmm. vacation. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, we spend a lot of time on Instagram. You can see a lot of just reality stuff in our stories, but we also are on YouTube and we do have a blog um, and that's all Chaos Kiddos in Harmony. So we're, I think we're super easy to find and we'd love to to meet you and have some new followers. So thank you. Yeah, Gwendolyn not only writes, uh, you know, or does these podcasts for us, she writes for the magazine. She also writes for several magazines and mm-hmm. she's pretty much sought at by many, many different tourism bureaus and all that. You're, you're out in the Outer Banks right now. Uh, you did, somebody sought you out to write an article about the, the beach there, correct? Yes, correct. So stay tuned, guys, because this is going to be one of the best top tens we do. And it's probably just because I'm so passionate about it. But yes, you're correct. I I feel very lucky. I took a passion and now I'm writing and doing my photography and working with uh, DMOs and tourism boards and just kind of sharing what, you know, it's, it's nice to not open a magazine and see a bunch of models. It's nice to see a regular family and how you do it and how you save money. So absolutely, well, and I think that, I think that's a beautiful thing because, uh, you know, a lot of these channels you do see just like a husband and wife that's retired, mm-hmm. you know, from the police force yes. or fire department or what have you. And, and so to see that, 
you know, you and your husband are young, you got younger kids, you're out there, you're yeah, going actively out working. Work, right? and, yes, we're not yes. independently wealthy at all. <laughs> yes. And I and I love what you said too because it's so true that you know, just because we're out there RVing a lot doesn't mean we're vacationing because we're not. And you're 100% right. Yeah, and I think people need to see that side of RVing that we're, you know, if you're working from the road, if you have that ability, guess what? You're still working. You yeah. know, it, yes. it's, you're yeah. not vacationing. Yeah. So a lot of people know maybe, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people know maybe they don't, but we've got an investment business too. And sometimes I'll have a client call me and I'll be in wherever, yeah. just name it. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry to bother you. on vacation. I'm like, I'm not oh. on vacation. I'm like, just we working don't like, vacation. We, it, we call it oh. working remotely. Yes. So, uh, I mean, because when it's we pull working remotely, right, right? We pull in, we set up this Starlink, we work from nine in the morning to two, three, and then then at that time, then we usually break out and go do things, you know, in mm-hmm. whatever town we're in. Which we're but, still working because then we're doing stuff for the magazine. So yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> it. Never ends. <laughs> no, it is true. Yeah, you're right. I always do say like you have more more of your idle time is done doing the things you enjoy. So instead of now, instead of mowing our five acres of land and cleaning a 4,000 square foot house. When we're done and we close the laptop, we can do things that we enjoy with our kids. That sounds so yeah, wonderful. It does. Let's sell our house and go full time. Listen, I'm I'm rooting for you guys to do that secretly. <laughs> yes. secretly the problem secretly. is we have too much stuff. Well, we and there's somebody the in our relationship that doesn't want to let go I of have stuff. A, I have a guide for that. I have a guide for that. That's another thing that we, sh- we share. We shared the other day just where do you put your Christmas tree in an RV? Right. And I yep. showed that we put it at the end of our bar. And I cannot even tell you the response from this. People were like, I never thought about putting it there. So just sharing, like yeah. just real stuff, stuff that I guess at the end of the day, I wish I somebody would have shown me when we had mm-hmm. first started. So we're trying to just right. keep it real because... There's enough smoke and mirrors on everything else. Like we need. Oh, to- amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Preach it, sister. I know. I'm like, we need to see what the real deal is for RVing with family. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. So we're really excited. So we've been working with uh, Gwendolyn for some time now, and we're going to get to officially meet yes! her in like two weeks. I know. So, so excited. Uh, so we, we are meeting them in uh, uh, LJ. Is that LJ? Yep. You pronounced L- it correctly. LJ, okay. Georgia. Yep. LJ, Georgia, uh, that's in a few weeks here, and we're going to record a podcast right yes. there with uh, her uh, next to us. So we're really excited about that. Let's, we got to all try to behave. No, <laughs> let's not have fun. <laughs> no, no, heck no. We'll put the kids to bed, uh, have your husband join us. We'll set up a microphone for him, and we could just we could just rock and roll. And... Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to have to bust out the guitars. Yes. Yeah, there oh, you go. This is going to be a great podcast. Y'all yes. need to listen in for this one. Yeah, so, but that, that kind of wraps up things. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you so much, uh, Gwendolyn, uh, for everything you do for the magazine. You're a, such a huge asset to us, and we... From the bottom of our hearts, for Callie and I, I can speak for her. I know. Yes. You know. We just love you and love that you come on and you know do these Guys, podcasts. I love it. So thank you so much. Yeah, so thank you. And uh, for everybody out there listening, thank you so much for joining in today and listening about the top 10 things to do in Tucson, Arizona. And you can grab your free PDF copy of this top 10, uh, including all the other top 10s that we have available by going to www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com forward slash top 10. And if you haven't already, get out there and subscribe to the magazine. We've got print copies. We've got digital copies. And you can go to www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com forward slash subscribe 
to subscribe. So be sure to get out there to rate, review, and subscribe to or follow the RV Destinations podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Callie Beheimer here with Randy Beheimer and Gwendolyn Call, and we want to thank you all so much for listening. Safe travels, y'all. You've been listening to the RV Destinations podcast. Hitting the road in an RV is one of the most popular things to do nowadays, and it's our passion to clue you in on where to go and what to see. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, visit our website at www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com. And from there, you'll get a more in-depth look at destinations for the RVer. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. And we'll see you next time on the RV Destinations Podcast.